Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A Monday, it's back at us and another interesting trading day, but definitely on the quieter side. We're going to talk about what's really influencing that market. Maybe it comes as no surprise outside markets are having a lot more excitement and movement than what we are seeing in the grain and the livestock. We have a WASI report that comes out on Wednesday, but at the end of the day, and this gentleman puts it best, it all comes down to weather when it comes to these crops. Of course, I'm talking about Darren Fessler. Darren is joining us with Lakefront Futures. So maybe we need to start out the fact that it is such a quiet trade day, not just the fact that it's a Monday. It's just got that feel continuing. Yeah, and both corn, beans, we've been really beat up here over the last week. You have option utility that's very, very low in in the beans. I think that could provide some opportunities for hedgers in this environment low. I, I think that uh, you're coming off of a quarterly stocks number and an acreage number that was really shocked the system when it comes to beans. So why is the volatility low? I think you have to look at the, the open interest in this market has been declining. Volume has been light. You look at the equity markets. The, the, I think the money managers here, are they're, they're looking at the global macro picture and they're saying, hey, you know, it's some issues in China that are going to continue to linger for some time data out of China continues to be weak. Crude oil seems that, you know, it, it kind of wants to move higher. But then again, there's days where crude oil is just kind of trading this more or less this larger range. So the idea that, you know, there's going to be a whole lot of money flow into commodities right now without a much larger story, I think has a lot of money managers and traders just continuing to focus on the equities and, and chasing that market instead of coming to the commodity side of the world. But in, in general, WASI report on Wednesday here. But, you know, you look at the GFA you look at the year you look at what has happened over the last couple of weeks with the rainfalls this crop is setting up relatively good is there pockets that have had hail is there pockets that had wind absolutely there is there's always going to be pockets but the general theme is this crop is drastically better than it was two weeks ago or at least the idea it's better or the prospects are better and when i speak to clients all across iowa here today and even illinois the idea that the, their their mindset now is, hey, we're going to really start applying fungicide now makes me believe that they're optimistic about their crop potential. So, you know, you and I, and we've had this conversation many times about the fact that, you know, we needed to get to the month of July, especially for the Western Corn Belt to start seeing those beneficial rains and they're coming. And for some, maybe it's a little bit too late. But again, it still has that optimism that's in that marketplace that you were just talking about. It, it really does because there's very little correlation between what happens in June and the final yield. Now, that's a caveat to that because there's a lot, even our fields in Fillmore and York counties that may not have that subsoil moisture, those dryland corners are not going to perform anything like they should perform, right? So, you know, that that June dryness, that early subsoil moisture dryness, it has already taken its toll on the dryland corners. But what's under the pivots and what is, you know, had some moisture and has caused some beneficial rains should be okay in, in some areas. Is And I drove across Iowa and, and two weeks ago, you know, man, I was saying to the back of my mind, if this area got some rain, it, it still has a lot of potential. 
getting those those really high daytime temperatures that are really going to hammer this crop and we got some moisture now and we're not getting the really high overnight temps during pollination either so weather wise we're setting up pretty good this week to, you know the continuation of, uh, of that pollination phase and and most of iowa's getting to that point if not already uh illinois is starting as well and uh, you know a lot of nebraska is is as well so uh, when i look at the i'm saying man the potential is still there and we can't we, we cannot say that the crop is made that i think it's way way too per- premature for that but to say that the pollination side of things if we can keep the overnight temps and the daytime temps somewhat at bay and catch some rains here and there like the gfs has a in Illinois over the next seven days, good chunk of central Nebraska and even north northeastern Nebraska is going to get some rain. Hopefully that's not on wood. Again, furthers the, the bias here. Hey, maybe this crop is a little bit better. Are we a 180 crop? No. But are we a 170, 175? I think that's very fair at this at this juncture if the rain continues on. And again, I, I'm a big grain fill guy. If we have a cool August and a cool September and we have beautiful grain fill, I think we could be a 175. But I, I'm not confident of putting that number out there just yet. What well, was a nice move that we saw in the soybeans as well today? It really was. And when you look at the soy oil and the palm oil, the veggie oil, that is what's going to continue to drive the beans. Now we talked about how low this volatility has been. I think that's a. I think that's given an opportunity for guys if they want to step in, buy some buy some put spreads and stay long some on the board here. We're still very attractive. Not all that attractive to the world market when it comes to the corn and the beans. However, Brazil is still much. When we look at how you know, when we look at those acres numbers and and what may or may not turn out. In, in August, uh, it's still going to have some underlying bids here in the market, and it's still going to have some uh, some optimism there because if, if we run uh, terrible weather and all have some weather issues, uh, we could definitely see a lot of uh, a lot higher prices on these beans. Fundamentally, corn are two different ends of the spectrum right now. All right, lots that we're looking at. Um, real quick on, on your thoughts, uh, weather movement-wise, um, with more stuff moving in, do you think Chicago's going to pay attention to this wide swath that's going to hit many states, or are we just going to wait and see and get past the WASD? I certainly do. I think if the, yeah, I certainly do. If the rain's materialized, I do think we could see a bump a little bit lower in these prices. All right, well, stick around. When we come back, we are going to talk about that WASD report. That comes out on Wednesday. How much pressure are we going to see in the trade tomorrow because of that? And, of course, the GFS continues to look wet and higher numbers on this cattle market. More is coming up. Second half of the Fontenelle Final Bell is just around the corner right here on the Rural Radio Network. Here's an update on what's going on at Fontenelle Hybrids. We're combining with the Channel brand and the other nine regional brands to create a new enhanced Channel Seed brand. And we're excited to announce your local Fontenelle Hybrids dealer will be carrying select Channel products this fall for the 2024 growing season. That's an expanded product portfolio with the same great service. Contact your local Fontenelle dealer for details. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continuing our conversation with Darren Fessler, of course, Darren with Lakefront Futures. We left off, I mean, a big part of our conversation on the front half was about the weather and how the crops were doing. But 
to have the models doing some agreements like you're seeing, I mean, that just shows more confidence in what this rain is going to be like when the GFS is saying it's going to be wet. Yeah, when the models start to align here is, is when the confidence starts to build. Now, the, the, the last thing that we want to see right now, uh, weather-wise, is we do not want hail. No. Wind right now. I think that there is, obviously, over the next 7 to 10 days, there's going to be a significant amount of this crop that's going to be in the pollination phase. Now, when I spoke to some clients in Iowa that over the last 10 days, they had dealt with some wind, but it was right before... And some of that crop is able to, you know, you know, suit itself back up. Uh, you can row some of that crop now. Um, so, again, if, if you get a lot of wind now, would not be what we want. So, obviously, the we're watching what, uh, what, the, what some of the models and some of the forecasts are saying. Um, we're not looking for a huge, huge duratio type of events right now. But it, it, it's, when it comes down regardless of what this crop may be now granted we still a little bit iffy on the beans because we we haven't got that critical point of august yet but it it simply comes down to the competitiveness Uh, brazil is roughly a third done with their safrina corn crop right at the moment Uh, there's really good yields being reported in Mato grosso and that safrina is going to be a record it's no question about that and and how big of record it is 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 the probably more important question metric ton crop brazil's and you know in the driver's seat to take over the u.s export business so you have a lot of these negative things uh, you know that are, are working against the u.s producer at the moment working against the corn price and bean prices at the moment so you know when i look at this uh, when i say the global macro i i gotta look at what crude oil is doing i have to know what china's doing and, and what are the equities where's the money flow going and i think when we look at that and we still got a lot of shaky stuff from china fall in line and and how can we pick up these exports i think is the big one we need that demand side of thing uh of the of the equation to really come back for us and and right now and not just the u.s but you know if china is weak it's also going to hurt uh and we're and right now we're the back burner market and so I think it comes down to one of two things. Uh, We're going to have to see what the Fed does with the interest rates, which I think they're going to raise another quarter. Uh, U.S. data is it's it's mixed, but it's okay. It's still the we're still probably the best house in the bad block. Uh, But so that's keeping that dollar somewhat friendly, uh, especially against the the real uh, and also against the Chinese yuan. So. is, is kind of keeping commodities at bay as well. But I, I always try to focus first on crude oil. If the crude oil market has a hard time getting above the $73, $74 a barrel, you know, it's, it's going to be hard for corn to get back towards that $6 because at this moment, uh, the weather premium is pretty much taken out of this market unless we run uh, significantly drier or, or the models change in a big way over the next few weeks. All right. What's your thoughts on WASD on Wednesday? Well, I think we're definitely going to see a decrease in corn yield. I think that's uh, to be expected at this moment. I mean, I don't think this crop was really ever a 181. And so we're probably looking for mid-70s. I wouldn't, uh, you know, mid-170s. I wouldn't believe, I wouldn't be shocked if they came in at 178, 179. I think the trade estimates for like 176 and change. Uh, same thing on the bean side of things as well. I do look for a little bit slight decrease in that bean yield. Now, on the corn exports, I don't think these exports are going to be strong. So I do think 
think these exports are going to be a little bit weaker there. And the feed and residual, we've talked about cattle over the last 18 months pretty uh, pretty in depth, and the cattle numbers aren't there. And I think that what you're seeing in cattle is, is some of the reason why corn could be a little bit more negative as well in that feed and residual number. Cattle simply aren't there. You're seeing that in the, in, in the cash markets as well. And every pullback we've seen in cattle has been a buying opportunity. I think it continues to be a buying opportunity. And again, until these numbers get back up, it's hard to say that we're going to have this feed and residual that are going to be working in the favor of corn right now. So the big question is, can cattle keep this uptrend going? I think cattle can keep keep going, absolutely. And even though that we continue to make high after high after high, it's that's where the fund flow is. That If, if funds are in anything commodity-wise or ag-related, it's continuing to be in the, in the feeders. It continues to be in the fats. You go and look at the cash price of feeders. They continue to be bid every single week. And so, again, I think cattle can remain strong here, but we are getting some seasonal tendencies that guys need to be mindful of. Well, lots of great things that we talked about today, Darren. And, of course, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? They can reach me directly at 312-858-3668, or they can find me on Twitter at DDF Alpha. All right, that is today's Fontenelle Final Bells. We always like to remind you, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss, not suitable to all investors. The Fontenelle Final Bell is being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers. Make sure you check this out as a podcast. It's located at ruralradionetwork.com or wherever you pick up your free podcasts. That's the Monday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network.